Are you looking to improve at chess? I'm releasing my first course, Chess Diagnostics Chess Bootcamp, 30 Days to Better Chess. The pre-sale is starting now, and it's 50% off. The first videos will start to be released on November 25th, which is Black Friday. It's chessbootcamp.gumroad.com. See the link in the description below. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Complete Chess Strategy, Part 2. How to Evaluate Chess Positions. From various chess books and authors have come many different positional theories and long-winded approaches to accurately assessing and evaluating chess positions. Do the authors of these books actually use these theories? My guess would be no, and they probably came up with the theory because they were writing a book. The problem that very strong chess players commonly have in communicating effectively how they play well is that they forget the elements of their thought process because they use it subconsciously. When playing a practical game of chess, you cannot and should not keep a million different ideas and rules in your head. You will get confused, calculate over and over, trying to find the truth of the position and make an error in the end. This has happened to me countless times when I started out in chess. My two-pronged approach for positional evaluation is very simple and very effective. Alright, the two-pronged approach. Quantitative and qualitative. To evaluate any chess position, you only need to correctly evaluate two factors in the position. These two factors are the quantitative factor and the qualitative factor. We know from the previous video that piece activity is the most important idea in the game of chess. Expounding on this idea, we can conclude that you can evaluate any position based on the quantity of the pieces and the, the activity of the pieces, or the level of the activity of the pieces. In normal chess positions, the quantitative factor will be equal, and evaluating this factor is the simplest of the two. You can simply count the material and determine if you will gain a quantitative advantage. If you can attain an advantage in the opponent's pieces or pawns, then your activity will be higher because you have more forces to control more squares. Using your superior quantitative activity, you will be able to overwhelm the opponent's army, gain greater advantage in activity, and eventually checkmate the opponent's king. Normally though, material is equal, and the situation is not so clear-cut and easy to achieve. The qualitative factor is the primary factor at play in most chess games that are played on a high level because the player who places his pieces, his or her pieces, on the most active positions will obtain a numerical superiority on a specific part of the chessboard and will be able to start an effective attack and convert, convert that greater activity into a quantitative advantage or a winning attack on the opponent's king. He'll have numerical superiority on a certain part of the board because he'll control a greater number of squares on that part of the board. The qualitative factor is much more complex to evaluate than the quantitative factor because, because it is still much simpler in reality to evaluate than but is still much simpler in reality to evaluate than some positional chess books would have you believe. So before we define how you will evaluate the qualitative factor of piece activity, we should define what exactly indicates the activity of a piece. According to the rules of chess, each chess piece moves in its own special way and thus controls certain squares on the board during play. To evaluate the quality of piece activity, you can intuitively determine 
which side controls more squares in the board. For example, if you examine a bishop on the edge of the board versus a bishop on the center of the, on the, center of the board, you can see that the centralized bishop controls 13 squares on the e5 square versus 8 on the a1 square. You do not need to actually count the squares, but you can realize it right away using your intuition. This is how chess masters actually evaluate positions quickly and accurately, and do not really take into account a million different factors and rules at once. The interesting aspect, however, is that once you understand the simple, two-pronged approach of positional evaluation, you will automatically notice all the specific elements that pertain to the qualitative factor of the position, including, for example, weak squares, weak pawns, open files, outposts, because they all relate to the underlying idea of peace activity. The side with the greater peace activity will be using their greater control of the board to convert this temporary advantage into a quantitative advantage using tactical means or winning mating attack. Chess is a strictly logical game, and thus we should reduce our understanding to this base logic so that we can know what we need to do in any position. The simpler our thought processes and understanding, the easier it is to apply to a practical game. Of course, our understanding must be based in the fundamental logic of the game. Chess can be an incredibly complex game, but the complex beauty of the game is grounded in simple rules and principles that can be used to deconstruct even the most compl complex positions. Practical application of your understanding. It's good to have a better overall general understanding of a game, but we will need to go even deeper to apply this understanding. When analyzing a position and trying to find the best move, you will need to rely on correctly evaluating the quantitative factor and the qualitative factor. Check out my next videos to go deeper into how to apply your practical understanding of a chess game um, and to apply how to correctly evaluate positions.